Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down classic albums, track by track, giving our thoughts and our opinions on each and every song mm -hmm. and skit. My name is Holden Stefanroy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today, we will be discussing the album from Miss Ruby Ibarra, Ibarra fuck, uh, circa <laughs> 91. She has a whole song about saying her fucking name right, and I couldn't even get through the first fucking minute. Sorry. Apologize. Um... Circa 91, this is a Patreon request for Mr. Ismail Gadamsi, and that is why we are going to be talking about it. And it's, it's a, it's a, we're happy with this situation. Oh, yes. That is what we're trying to say here. Um, we're going to do a little intro bit. You can skip that by checking the description of this video. And we'd like to start it off by also going, we are not professionals, as you can tell by everything in this room. We are just regular folk who just started doing it mm -hmm. on a couch. Then we got a table and some chairs yep. and some better mics and that's what where we're at now and then one day it'll be like a nicer place with even better mics anyway so that's where we're at and we just enjoy this process of learning and growing as we like to understand why all of these albums are so loved by people yeah um, or hated and to me the, the idea of an album is in particular very important because singles just manifest really differently and people don't appreciate a single the same way as you would appreciate that like same song in an album so since the rest of the fucking world cares about singles we're going to talk about albums up in here and it tells like sometimes and often like more of like a complete story like there's like a like a an overall message or theme that it kind of like deals with or you know like something that they're dealing with and it's very it feels more personal when they do something like that as well it feels a little bit more intimate and like like you know the people who've listened to the album only they will get it you know it's kind of like this like secret message on a good album because mm -hmm. then on other albums it's just a bunch of singles strung together yeah um Anyway, uh, not we, that we're saying that like every good album has to be like like that. It can just it can be like individual hits, but it doesn't have to like necessarily tell a story. But it can like it's gonna have an overall. It's gonna sound. It's gonna it's gonna flow well. But yeah, on that note, since we're not professionals, we miss a whole bunch. Yeah. We lack a whole lot of context, and we come from Montreal, Quebec, where. Well, we lack a whole lot of context. So uh, on that note, the comments are super important and we care about all sorts of feedbacks from you we want to hear all of the thoughts you might have along the way all and we it. care a whole bunch about the comments we answer everybody and the last classic quest we did which was two weeks ago it should have been last week so sorry about that it was uh das fx's album dead serious and on that mr jwx period uh, said back and forth between rappers is very old. This is because I foolishly questioned that. I, I knew better, and yet I still said it. Uh, probably Run DMC being the most popular. Like I said, I knew better. I still questioned it. In Lucy's, he said he was stick with the skills, love. That is funny. Um, Dum Dums is two separate stories. The first passed him, and he then uh, got abused by who she chose. The second story is kind of stupid. This is where he fucks her in the ass, and that's somehow a point of shame. Listen, boys, if she takes it into pooper, you're a lucky dude. Um, there's no clear reason why she's okay. called stupid. No, if she takes it into pooper, you're a lucky dude. Um, we're going to just leave it at that. 
uh i don't know it was a great comment i enjoyed reading it i like comments to kind of add to the review or give a little bit of a feedback Mm -hmm. or a little bit of a criticism that's totally acceptable too um and we're really open to that shit we've adapted like the entire show based off of feedback from the comments because what the fuck do we know um anyway we're gonna get into it because it's uh is it's 18 of them i think yeah it's it's got a bunch to talk about and uh, they almost all talk about stuff that was a stupid sentence. <laughs> Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Kadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School in 1994, Linda Williams, uh, Chris, uh, Carl, uh, the fuck, Jonathan Barnes. And I'm, I really just ruined that. So special thanks to y'all. And we will uh, talk a bit about that at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think it's time to get into our review of Ruby Ibarra. But first, I just got to say rest in peace to Mr. Nipsey Hussle. I know mm-hmm. that's not related to this review. But it's really fresh news. And uh, I can't say I've been a huge fan of Nipsey Hussle for a long time. But we reviewed Victory Lap. And when I looked up who he was and all of his accomplishments and his contributions to the communities and his efforts to stop gang violence. And then we listened to that album. And he's only a couple years older than me. And that was his first, like, album, you know. I mean, he had a bunch of shit, but, like, his first proper album. That's so, like, you know, he's still pushing it in his 30s and shit. And then, like, that album was just knowledge. And if you haven't heard Victory Lap, you must. It's just a good album. And I would highly recommend it, full of knowledge and shit. But to see him get clipped like that, the whole situation it just saddens me and it just feels so so not okay so i just wanted to say rest in peace to him and i don't know bring it up because it just happened it was on my mind so if i seem a little bit sad i've been thinking about that and how pointless it all really is i guess just sadness um anyway we are here to talk about ruby rest in peace yeah um so what we like to do at this part of the show is to kind of contextualize how familiar we are with the artist because that impacts it. So if you're a big Ruby Ibarra fan and you've been bumping her shit for like ever or since at least 2017, then like, you know, you're going to feel a certain way about it. If you're Filipino, I bet you're going to feel a completely different way about it than uh, me. And I'm just saying these, these are all things that matter, whether or not people think they do. They all play into your experience and your ability to connect to them. If you're a woman, you're going to feel differently than me as a man. So this is actually a cool dynamic we got here for this one. Yep. Um, and all that matters especially how big of a fan you are of her is going to be the biggest thing of how you're going to take her music and shit so i uh didn't know who she was until ismail said she's a dope rapper and she's a lady and you guys have been asking for dope women so i'm going to make you do it with patreon Mm -hmm. and then this moment has happened i did not listen to her a minute in my life before uh the last week or two because uh we have been listening to, i've been listening to it a fair bit since he, uh we discovered it and yeah i listened to the album I'm pretty like, uh new to it several times like quite a few times like it's an easy and enjoyable listen so it's good um anyway i don't have a lot more to say about her except that we should review more women on this channel so feel free to tell us what lady rappers you would like to see us cover and we will absolutely mm-hmm. add them to our list this uh, every 10th episode we've been trying to do a lady rapper this doesn't cut into that so we'll still be doing another lady rapper in a couple weeks mm-hmm. um i say we move into the album cover and the name yeah circa 91 she's born in 91 proper title yeah i like it i don't have a lot to comment on it it, it just yeah it's like you expect it on some like branding like it's a ruby Ibarra since 91 
perfect. There's not much else I can add to it except that it's a cool title. Mm-hmm. And that cover is just, I like the fact that her eyes are closed and it just looks like she's almost like a statue or like a bold, fierce warrior person. But like you're not getting your typical poses or anything just like it's just her it's very like it's it's like a you know like a side picture like a profile picture kind of um and it's very like shadowy and like the way it is and it's like very dark and she's in like a dark shirt and like the background is black and like it's very like dark and it just kind of is like the light kind of playing up on her face and everything so it's really like quite simple and i don't know if she's necessarily like if her eyes are completely closed or if she's just looking downwards like, like that's possible it could be that they're like kind of open i don't know it's hard to tell but she's definitely it seems like she's pensive and like maybe like ready to uh, it looks like, like she's explode. like to i don't me, know to me she looks like this like general on the field of battle ready to fucking knock you like i wouldn't want to fuck with her i i feel like she could kick the shit out of me with the way that album cover <laughs> looks um anyway I don't have a lot more to say just because I don't know a lot about her except that, well, we've covered everything I pretty much know about her up until this point. Yep, and uh, I just wanted to say that this album came out on October 3rd, 2017, so not that long ago. That's fair. Um, Anyway, Brown Out is the start. All right, so it starts off all beautiful and nice, Mm -hmm. and it sounds like kids playing outside and shit. You know, you're all like, oh, this is going to be nice. I bet Bonnie was real excited at that point. It's like really pretty. <laughs> and then the mom's yelling, hey, come on inside. And a lot of it, I'm going to go with it's Tagalog. I mm-hmm. hope I said that right. Yeah. And, um, well, a lot of it is, I don't understand any of that part. But then yeah. she's. Yeah, and like her English accent too is very like. I understood the English part where it basically is like, like stale. Yeah. I mean, stale. Whenever you hear Filipinos, that's what they sound like. But either way, um, she's kind of like saying, if you stay out in the sun, you're going to get fucking dark and ugly. And I'm like... Yeah, which is like a common sort of like practice for a lot of, um, I guess, like women or traditional women in Asia. Like I mean, they, they definitely like, they want to protect them. They don't want to look like they've been like out in the fields working or whatever. It's white people have taught everyone that white is pretty let's be real yeah like when i was in pakistan um i remember watching the tv and i didn't understand fucking anything but i was watching the commercials because you don't really need to understand shit to understand a commercial and it was vagina bleaching i'm not even kidding this is make your vag bleached out and nice and white looking and he's gonna want to fuck you more was the ad just on regular ass tv and i was like what like, <laughs> like for me that was like a culture shock but not nah, some real shit man so yeah and then that's one of the first things i thought when i heard that but then like as a dude i'm like nah, nobody says that shit to us <laughs> like that's just not some shit you're gonna hear so i'm like wow what a what a perspective right just to frame the very first things you hear and then forget about that like the rapping just that little intro bit i'm mm-hmm. like that's how you start an album and let people know we're gonna get something that maybe we don't hear a lot about. And it's such like a like a gentle like melody like and like piano and stuff like that. It's it's really like quite lovely like to listen to it. I thought it was like really powerful. And then and then she starts rapping right and she cooks in. They teach me to erase that brown subconsciously. I lose my crown till I don't even recognize the person that's inside me now. You know. It, it's just strong hearing it right like mm-hmm. i i know a lot of i mean i've heard similar things 
but I haven't heard a lot of women talk about this kind of stuff personally. So hearing it as a beauty standard as opposed to your typical racism, I don't know. For me, at least, it was just a different perspective. And then it kind of hit me all new again. Like, oh, fuck, that's a whole other level to this shit. That's not fun. Um, we come from the slums once. Now we live in the humdrum in search of the green funds. We can never keep one. And then she just describes a bit her family losing their names and their identity as they go and work. You know, the devil prove you lurking. They shoot us down. But first we play the part in curtains, open up till we prefer them, till we don't know we hurting. You know, it's almost like the subconscious brainwashing of your personality as you're forced to integrate into this society like how can i breathe in the land of the free my people ain't free when the freedom ain't free and that's like i mean i don't i take it for granted i'm born in fucking canada i'm a native so i'm not like a native american native but like a local a person born here mm -hmm. so and i'm white so like this is shit i've never lived through and stuff i don't really think through and then it's like I think it's just that she kind of builds through and describes like the struggle, the defeating feeling till she gives in and it's just whitening her skin because that way she'll blend in better and maybe be more white and some shit. Yeah. And I don't know. She'll it just, feel more accepted, I think, by like her society. So you know what I think it is that's different about this track in particular? It's that usually you don't hear the protagonist talk about how it defeats them so they scrub their skin till it's fucking white at the end. You know, you don't hear that part of the story very often, I think. And like, she raps it really steadily, really powerfully, really honestly, super clear. Let it be said, this girl can spit. But yeah. that poetry is so personal and like story driven and honest where you're, I just kept hearing it again and again. I think every time I hear it, I feel more powerfully about this subject. Like, I've never considered it before. And it, I think she did a really good job of impacting me as a person, just considering, I guess, beauty standards and whiteness. Like, it's not even the first time I heard of it. Like, uh, yeah. I'm certain, or I don't know if you've heard of Malcolm Gladwell, but at the end of his classic book, Outliers, there's this whole bunch about how in Jamaica it was common to fuck whiter or breed whiter or I mean, it, like it's callous words, but you would find a mate who's whiter than you to move up in society. And you know, it's fucked up shit. I give this a 4.75 on 5. I thought it was extremely powerful. It's very moving blew me out the water in terms of album openers and setting a tone like circuit 91 this is where it starts this is the first thing you need to know about my existence where i'm coming mm -hmm. from and i'm like i'm not giving it a five because of the the overall sound and isn't 100 percent my favorite in preference land but gosh this is fucking next level yep i agree um it you know so yeah it definitely i mean it is quite very much what you said um and like she also talks about that she's from like the slums um and that they're immigrants and everything um and i looked up some stuff about um like the slums in philip in the philippines and it's just like the kind of stuff you can't even imagine like like there was one video where they were they were living in um i mean it's a vice video so i mean you can probably find it pretty easily um 
where they were like like these whole communities were like living in like these cemeteries and kids were just like playing with like the skulls and like these bones and stuff like that and it was just like heartbreaking seeing something like that so like like that that's i think an extreme slum but like i mean it's not like a wealthy country and like that's why there's so many people who are trying to like come to um you know more more well-off countries and places where they can actually get jobs and like be able to send money back to like take care of their family and stuff like that so and there is um i think like you know i know it like a few years ago i don't know if it still is the this like the number one but a few years ago i know in canada they were like the number one immigrant uh to canada and i think there was like haitian came in after like the earthquake and all that but um yeah so they were like really up there uh, so we definitely see them a lot of the time um and so anyways so like this like the sound the sound of like the, the the song is like kind of crackly like um like a record so i, kind of, I always like that um and just sort of like discusses like losing herself um while trying to like find herself like in america and i think just like trying to like understand who she is where she came from while trying to still fit in with like n this kind of like new society that she grew up into but she still doesn't feel like she necessarily fits into it um and she only sees like white people in uh, in the media and not people that look like her which is something that you know we often hear about and we often like whenever I've studied like any sort of media um, classes like even in high school like that's something that that they would that they would talk about that you know people need to like see like reflections of them of themselves on TV and like in the media and in the news and just everywhere so that they you know so people aren't having to bleach their vaginas and stuff like that to, to seem like you know the the upper class or whatever people think I guess or whatever white people think of themselves um so yeah anyways it's i i think that it's very relatable uh to to immigrants especially um i imagine that this feels like it probably hits home for like a lot of people and like because like i said there are such like a, a high number of um at least i know to canada i'm sure if the, to the philippines and also like a lot of other countries um that like it's going to relate to a lot of people this song and to like this artist is going to like you know should probably become like very popular in like the Filipino you know community and stuff like that because they'll talk about her they're like hey this girl she's like you know from you know the Philippines and so everybody will kind of understand the same sort of struggle um, that she went through so I think it's very good I gave this a 4.5 all right um, like I said there's a lot to talk about on this album <laughs> so we will be moving right along here all right Bonnie how do you feel about this one I mean, the beat is pretty sick. Uh, I'm I'm gonna assume that you're gonna talk about the lyrics because you usually do. A little bit, yeah. Um, so I'll just leave them to you. Um, but yeah, the, like the the beat is really really sick on this one, and like the, the kind of like girl like kind of like singing highly high pitched kind of in the background is like kind of cool, like how it flows through as well. I know that's like a weird thing, but if you know if you like are going to listen to the song, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so I think that she's kind of talking about like she's made it, she's here, like she's she's 
not gonna like miss out on her chance of like being successful of being famous of getting her like message out there and of like being successful she just wants to be able to, to be successful i think um and she definitely like has like super like sick flow sick rhymes like it's like really great and she's basically like she's here and she's she's letting you know and um yeah i mean honestly there's nothing bad to say about this song i give it a five on five um so right off the jump it's got like a, a hyper beat like hype mm-hmm. but like it to me the beat's a little trying too hard to be hype so i actually don't like to be 100 percent. okay i feel like the first time i heard it i was bopping my head but now i heard it this is one of those few reviews where i can say i've heard the album like 12 times now <laughs> i'm not as sold on the beat anymore often it's more like it takes a while to decide that kind of shit usually a couple of weeks um but lyrically it's super fucking ego-y like and i mean that in a good way it's the ego yeah. track it's like so she kind of introduces you a bit to her more fragile side in the last track not just here to remind you she's a fucking mc and she can fuck you up the boss ass bitch but she's smart and like i find it like she she makes sure that part of her ego rapping is the mission she's on and like her integrity and we see that right off in the first verse where she goes knows that i've been doing error where the beats are lo-fi i put my face in a book because my people are profile we erased from the books and my people are told lies sky's the limit go fly cali green we go high and I'm like, damn, that's an interesting idea, right? Like, I mean, I assume Filipinos are equally as misrepresented in history for all of their accomplishments as everyone else that is not a honky of the male perspective. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's pretty cool that, like, she throws herself into the knowledge of the situation to understand her history so that she can fight almost this fact and then questions almost the sky's the limit mention uh point by showing that yeah if you're fucking blazed you know like in a sense maybe i'm misunderstanding some of it but still i thought it was really cool really dope she's like a flair in her fucking shit and so when she's spitting stuff like hunger in my eyes this is everything that i risk hit it with my tongue every time i spit a free uh but the work is never done and believe i'll never leave so it's like she's here come i'm putting her aggression i can't say that to me the rhyming is like over the top i think it's really good you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i'm interested more when she says shit like if you call yourself a rapper talk less and take notes we play we slay sheep respect goats we pray sleep and next toke we take beats to flex throw i was like that's that's ridiculous that was so fucking good that was like way better than what i just previously quoted or like the hook like because i'm finally here get your hands in the air now the greatest is here i'm gonna make this my year i hate when underground rappers say that shit (laughs) because like it's 2019 and while i do think this album should have deserved all the love it didn't happen like that ruby i'm sorry if you watch this i'm really sorry not trying to be offensive but like I hate when rappers and the underground But maybe do that she's shit. successful for herself. Like she's just like, hey, like I'm here, like I'm the best. Like okay, I see uh, what you're you saying. Know, like, so maybe she, you're she right. She doesn't like have to like maybe, and you know what? be maybe, like winning like twelve Grammys or I whatever. See your point. She can I retract what I said, Ruby. If you're watching this, I retract it. I was wrong. She sets her own. I still can't stand those hooks because like. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of them. I, I hope I never make a hook that corny. Um, <laughs> it, the, the verses are really dope, though. And I think that the tone she takes is really smart. Because, again, it's about a product of Mac Trey, Wu-Tang, and Kanye. Break beats on beat tapes and that break ne- uh, next, we press play. 
They say we from the slums where the heroes never won, but my people always sung brown faces to the suns. So, you know, like, I appreciate, like, there's almost, like, this simultaneous approach to her life and being in America and hip-hop and being here as an established person. So I think the verses are fucking dope in terms of what they represent. I don't know. I'm okay with the song. I gave it a 4.35. Uh, sorry, I gave it a, yeah, 4.35. I really enjoy listening to it. I think if the album's playing through, I'm totally fine with it. But I, I don't know. I, there was something about it that was a little bit off for me in terms of really losing my. Maybe it's, I'm not a girl, and it, maybe that's part of it. This isn't like some, I know I know where I, how that sounded. It's not what I was trying to imply. Maybe, maybe this is like a different take on how you're supposed to floss that would appeal more to like a lady. Because you get a shit of five. You never yeah. give the ego songs a five. <laughs> you never I do. I don't know. I mean, I thought it was cool. I liked it. But I'm sitting here going, I don't know. It's not. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe she actually just killed it, and maybe I'm not the right demographic because it's like she's flo- she's flossing, and I I'm like okay. But Bonnie loved it. I don't know. I'm just trying to explore ideas here. Well, maybe someday you'll learn. Maybe this is like pretty strong. I mean, just this is how yeah. you do. It. This is a way better hook, in my <laughs> opinion, right? Like, cause the last hook, I was like, whatever on this hook. I said, Mama, we gonna make it there someday. And she, she just Mama, repeats it a whole it lot. Someday. And I feel like it really... No, just... but she changes it. She oh. changes it halfway through. Oh, yeah, she goes, make it like, there, and then and make then it here. And she's gonna make it here. It's like when they were there, and then now they're here, and they're still trying to make it. You're right. Um, and I'm looking at that hook, and just the way she sings it, and you're just like, you're sold. You're like, okay, that's a fucking hook. I'm just throwing it out there. Um... I like the album, and you feel like I wrote this album because I want my life to change. Tired of being shortchanged, been trying to remain sane. Hopped off the plane, didn't stop all the pain. My father's still in debt, and we've been struggling to pay. That's a good reason to write an album to help my family deal with all of their situation. I'm I'm sold. It's actually really fucking cool. Like you really feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. Like I like the fact that she says humdrum. She says it a couple <laughs> times on this album, and I've never really heard a lot of rappers say humdrum anyway i know what it means i've heard it before uh hands tied against the odds how the fuck you even that the people from the slums once not living in the humdrum mama from the barrier so we dreaming we can stunt once mama i know it's gonna be fine wherever we go because we know you raised this girl to be a dream uh to dream and be a hero and that's fascinating too that like part of it is that her parents believed in her and shit and told her she could like handle some stuff so they come up i don't know that first verse you kind of get the feeling they're there they're still in the philippines kind of realizing life's not whatever and then or they've just landed or whatever or and then in the second verse it's like you know it's a little bit time has has passed on you know mm-hmm. so it's a freestyle to me i've been doing as a six-year-old thinking on my own two feet survival pick and go pick a role you can be the swimmer or a sunken so i was a six-year-old without a father figure role and you're like damn man she had to grow up fast she had to deal with some shit no silver spoons or dinner rolls or uh so will you fold or will you go pretend to sing like figaro my people still invisible when you when you just spit an image of a person that you hate makes sense of spitting images of dawn that never breaks you're like man that you just feel like this conflict inside of her and again that programming still being yeah. battled as she like spits this honest shit about that spawn from inner hate i never wanted to be great i studied my mother wonder how she holds this family that minimum salary stretched as much as it can be she's stressed but keeps that shit from me i'm just trying to fit in see i'm 
like, man, that's like another thing. I I remember watching that Aziz Azari show on Netflix where he was just kind of dealing with his immigrant parents and showing like a whole serious side to that. And I mean, I can only imagine like what it must be like to be somebody who might have maybe some of our more millennial entitlements while watching your parents slave away and shit having it 10 times as hard as you probably do you know and i think that ruby really conveys that um i crave for that acceptance like it validates my sanity i wrestle with affirmation settle for masking faces after all the stolen lands are always greener places i do like the little shots fired at the end i really really do because <laughs> i mean i think a lot of people in america kind of forget you know what the situation is about how the country was made but in general um you just i just felt like the psychological breakdown she does on this track like you really just connect and feel with her and like you understand the sense of this poverty that she comes from almost like this song motivates what like it's what motivates her career it's like this is actually why i rap you guys all my rap for whatever but i need this because this is where i'm coming from this she is does it for like her family she does it for her people what this is what my mama did for me and i got i gotta do it and i'm like damn ruby that's some inspiring ass shit right yep. there um i gave this one another 4.35 as much as i appreciate the <laughs> message and whatnot i don't know it's it's a preference is a lot to do with the sound this is not me saying that these are bad songs i'm talking anything above a 4.25 you're in some fucking good territory in my books <laughs> as far as song quality goes yeah it's true but i like the other one more than i like this one so they have different grades 4.35 um yeah i mean i thought it was like like just really interesting like just like the overall sound it was just really interesting and so far like i mean all of the sounds are really cool uh, so they're living in debt to like make it in this new country and do, doing whatever they have to and it's sort of like like the transition from like wanting to like make it and have like a better life in like a new country and then like the realities and like the difficulties of like actually mm. living it and like being there and like trying to understand this new world uh, these new people this new you know you're you're in, like you have to learn everything you don't know the streets you don't know where anything is you don't know how everything works it's everything's brand new to you and it's a whole different culture and so like you know and if especially if they were from the slums they're probably not like super rich and probably didn't have like a lot of things to even keep them like kind of connected with like what's going on well maybe they did i don't know but um yeah so i mean there's a lot to discover in like a whole new country so there's that and just kind of like dealing with that um and then like the father wasn't around and so like i don't know i she t she kind of mentions in like other songs that he was like um he's an alcoholic but then i i don't really know like where he was or if he was there and just kind of like fucked off or um if he like stayed in the philippines and did something there and then came over like i don't know um but anyways it's a very like hopeful song like it's very like we're gonna you know like like her and like her mom like you know like we're gonna get through this and it's very like like a woman's kind of anthem i suppose as well like it's very much like we're gonna make it like no matter what like that's it um and like her mom did everything she could to be like a good mother and like you know worked really hard and like did what she could to like provide for her kids and do the best that she could and brought them to a whole new country where they could you know have a good life and be like successful and you know make rap albums 
Um, so, I mean, it's another great song. I really don't see anything too much wrong with it, in my opinion, at least. Um, it's very honest. And, oh, and I think it's at the end. Oh. It's at the end of this one. Oh, it's, shit. They yeah. do the, um, the pledge of, like, uh, of giving naturalization up your, into the, the United States. The pledge States. of saying, I am no longer a of person like of where your... I am. I will suck corporate American identity dick. Yeah, you know, you'll pledge allegiance to America and let the Constitution and, like, uphold like, their values and everything else. And I mean, I so, suppose Canada does that, too. Yes, they absolutely do. And so it's definitely something that, like, every immigrant um, or, you know, anybody that is, you know, wanting, wanting citizenship in uh, another country has to go through that. Um, you know, has to say, like, you know, I'll, I'll uphold this country's values, blah, 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 blah. All that stuff. So it's um, again. So again, this is obviously something that's going to like resonate m with a lot of uh, immigrants. And so I think that's going to be like a really cool kind of like bringing like, people from all like across the world together to because they'll like this instead of like necessarily like one type of people listening to you know white people listen to Eminem or you know like <laughs> it's just gonna it, I don't know I think it's gonna be like a a bringing together of people. So I get this another a five on five. I yeah. loved it. Ah, you're right. I mean, it's interesting, right? Because I've never a, heard anything like this. I in mean, a it's sense, really interesting. Like this is an album so far about immigrating to America and struggling with their identity, whereas mm -hmm. a lot of hip hop is people born in America struggling with their identity. It's a different story. Um, but like I, I work for an international software company, and um, one of the things my company learned is immigrants cost less money to hire it, it's not a polite thing to say i certainly hope nobody watches and comments on that i mean i'm certain we don't do this shit as much as we used to but once upon a time it was kind of understood that a lot of the reason there were no quebecers in my company was because uh it was all immigrants i worked with any part of the world you can think of and so i don't know hearing this really reminds me of some of the stories I've actually really heard and I think just that context of having talked to so many people who have to deal with living here whether or not they want to be here in some cases they really don't it's really like it almost has like a high level of validation to what she's saying because it really parallels even the people that I've met in Montreal who have come to this place and I thought that was just really interesting um anyway the next one is called the other side Welcome. All right, Bonnie, what do you think about this one? Do you feel that the grass is greener on the other side? Um, no. <laughs> I think I think we're running out of grass. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's what this one's about, that things always appear like think the, that everything will be better. Oh, everything's going to be great once we get to America. Everything's going to be wonderful. Everything's going to be wonderful. But it's a lot of hard work before things become wonderful for a lot of people, um, if they become wonderful at all. And some, it's just sometimes just a life of, a life of struggle. Um, I think this one has a lot more to – I think I was a lot more accurate on the last one. This one takes like a different twist. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this one's a little bit more about skin color and actually being visibly... Like, this is more about... I don't know Being what, Asian looking. Well, just not being white. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, it started in the Philippines, Francis M. Nikilabis, until I was 13, spitting soliloquies on Dillabies. That's fucking hype, man. 
I wish I was 13 spitting on Dilla. I didn't even know who the fuck he was at 13. <laughs> Silly me for thinking these television imagery represented me when most of these people never look like me. Red, white, and blues, really blonde, white, and blue. That's another line where it was like, fuck, eh? Like, even, even like, shit like that. Like, and you see it in, like, white girls, too. Why does everybody go blonde? I don't know. Nobody asked a lot, but you just see it everywhere. And a lot of people want blue eyes. I don't really get it. Yeah, they have contacts for it and stuff. So it really is. No matter what woman you are, it seems blonde, white, and blue is the goal. Even if you're not white, it still seems to be something that is chased by a lot. And I'm not judging this. This is just what I see. Um, I don't know. And then I see my people want to lighten, but enlightenment's in you. Reflection of the hues, deflection of the truth. Attention to the cues. We neck to neck and start to lose. I think she's realizing the self-hatred inside of her people as everyone's trying to aspire to be this whiteness and she's not really into it, you know? And I think then it kind of is like pointing out that even if you did all of this shit, like it's you're never going to be that, you know? Like it looks a certain way, mm-hmm. but instead maybe find your own like cultural identity. Like I like that they said, welcome, welcome, welcome. It repeats it a few times. And then I said, welcome to the Philippines, Mabuhay. Uh, where we sleep American dreams, a new life behind them politics and smoky streams, the new light. So we exploited by regime machines till you die. They said, welcome to the USA. And they said they welcome to the USA. And it's just like this picture, I guess, of like you come there and you get welcomed and it's like official shit. But you know it's not even real. I guess you, you know after the fact that it's not even real. I, I know. I guess me in my privileged position knows it's not real. I don't know, even the second verse, the same kind of shit. Like, I'm from a country where lighten means you enlighten, but what's a color where the hue is never brightened? And what's your skin if the texture be reptile? Half the snakes reading this text be thinking they less bow. Shit, eh? So basically, like, what's the point in beauty if you're going to fuck up your skin and then half the people reading this who it actually applies to can't even recognize it because they think, oh, that person's just worse than me. I'm not as bad as that one. You know, shit like that, man. And then it just kind of yeah. flows on through. I pray to a white God, pray to the system. And that then it's the other pray. Like, I am pray to the system. Put on a white mask, hating this brown skin. Slave to the green bills, faker than green hills. Hoping the fame will make me escape. Red pill or blue pill, a head filled with no real. True feel of self, will I choose my own fate or own will? Am I just the battle within her, mixed with her observations and understanding, but still recognizing the brainwashing and shit? Like, it's just, I like, I like this side of her a lot. And she says juxtaposed, and I like to say juxtaposed a lot in these reviews, so that (laughs) made me happy. I don't know, man. This one I liked more, and I think it really hit me heavier, and it was like, just like it's like being like a first generation person. You know, I know a lot of second generation people I grew up with and shit. You know, like, whatever, but I don't know. I just, I think it is a really interesting perspective and one that I think is even more relevant in 2019 than ever, right? Like, Because, I mean, people are just going to move everywhere. But it's more than that. Like, everyone is scared of immigrants. But I don't think people hear the stories of what they have to go through and Mm -hmm. people don't understand what it is. So hearing, having an album like this that's just telling this kind of a story... Like you said, I bet a lot of people can rally behind it. And um, on the other hand, I, I think like a lot of other people would benefit from hearing it. Um, mm-hmm. I gave this song a 4.5 and one. I, th- I don't remember what she does on this song, to be honest. So uh, I give it a 4.5 on five. It's a good song. Nice.
Um, so yeah, I mean, there's also like the like a flute that's like incorporated into it, and it sounds like an Asian flute. So it sounds like you know she is pulling in like sounds and like influence from like her culture as well, which I appreciate. Um, and I think it also talks about like having to leave things behind that just didn't fit in her luggage. And I think that you know it is hard, especially as like you know she was a probably you know like a young girl. Um, and, you know, having to, like, leave certain toys behind or, like, certain trinkets or whatever. Or maybe they just, I don't know. I mean, just having to leave everything behind and only taking what's in, like, your two suitcases sometimes when you have a whole house maybe full of stuff is kind of like, wow, it's like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm taking. Like, this is my, these are the essentials. Um, and, you know, and having to, like, filter out some of, like, the, the things that you, you know, you'll have to leave behind. Um... And, uh, yeah, and, like, so, like, oh, and halfway through, like, the, the song, like, the beat just, like, completely changes. And I thought that was, like, really oh, cool, yeah. like, the way that happened as well. I wanted to mention that. Um, so, like, yeah, people, uh, like, he, they talk about, you know, people welping, welcome, welcoming them to the United States, but they don't necessarily feel welcomed. Like, nobody, like, people treat them differently. Pe- people don't, um, you know they don't maybe want to approach them or want to talk with them or just you know they're just like oh they don't even understand me like whatever and like people just like make assumptions about immigrants i think a lot of the time too um we'll definitely come to see yeah and um yeah so actions speak louder than words you know in this case you know exactly um so and another thing when when she talked about um seeing you know her or praying to a white god um i never really thought about that that somebody else is you know somebody from like a different culture um you know a different colored skin than white um sees this you know white man in the clouds sitting there and you know everybody just kind of agrees that every that there's this white guy but that's you know obviously like the white person's creation and so it's sort of like it's actually just Cesare Borgia. Okay, it's an Italian guy. It's yeah. actually a fucking guy. Anyway. Yeah. So Jesus but, was definitely Aramaic and brown if he was... Anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, you know, the, the depictions of that were created by, you know, white or whitish people. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's just crazy. So I just never really... I guess... I don't know if I've ever thought about that. So I just thought that was interesting. Um, so even seeing like God isn't a reflection of yourself. Like that's like, I feel like there's an issue with that. I feel like like that's that you should see God. Like you should see yourself in God, you know, right. like it just makes more sense, I think. Um, and then she talks about like trying to find like her own path to success. And, you know, because of what her mother did and like her mother struggles with like English and it's not easy to learn. And so they're all just trying to like fit in. And meanwhile, like learn like this language and, you know, everything's happening probably very quick, quickly. And like, you know, they're struggling um, a lot and it's not easy. And it is a very like beautiful song. Um, and like they're just kind of like telling the story and it's very like family oriented and, um, you know, her, her personal story. Um, and I think the, the composition is great and her message is great and it's good. I gave this a 4.75. All right. So we're going to move on to the first skit as we do a roll call in this interlude. Okay. So I suppose if you're going to do a skit on an album, do something interesting with it. I mean, <laughs> people try to be funny. I never get the jokes, so I think they're often terrible. 
Um, people like to have sex on the skits, and like Dr. Dre does the awful yeah. shit. Like they're just terrible. People like to do a lot of things. What does Ruby do? She gives you a snippet of her life, and like. Well, I think she's also like going back. Like probably this is like her first experience of white people of white authority. Giving her, giving giving a snippet. Of yeah. Her. Anyway, so like, so it's a teacher doing roll call in class, and uh, she's just reading out like names: Piper, Violet, Haydenson. Aw, such a cutie! You cutie, Blake Harper. Here, Kit Kim, me 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 so kuhatsu. And then the kids like here, and then let's just call you Kimmy H instead, right? Great. Uh, Ruby you know whatever Javier here Jose how many no, names it's not Javier it's Javier Javier I can't even say it wrong <laughs> Jose Lito Capa Josie Josa Lido like she says Kappa. it like how many like names a... do you have you'll be JJ and damn um, I suppose it makes sense why so many of the Asian kids have gone to school with were John like how many of them are just John? Yeah, there was um like like a, a, a Chinese kid that I know. Like he has like a French, like French Canadian name. Um, and I was like, I'm like, this is your name? And they're like, but like his, their family never call him that. And it's like, well, that's just kind of what he's given to fit into society. Yeah, and it's just I don't know. This actually made me think about a story of my youth. I grew up as a child of the '90s. So I was born in 87, circa 87, what? Um, and then uh, well, I was, we were about like 8, 9, 10, somewhere in the middle of elementary school. And this kid named Hyuk Su shows up in our class. Boy, did we butcher that kid's name. We were cruel ass motherfuckers. Like we were, like when I heard this song, I just had this realization of how how many jokes I've made in my younger childhood days about foreign kids' names? Um, there was an Asian kid. I went to a really redneck white school, um, and there was an Asian kid that came, uh, and honestly, I couldn't tell you what his real name was because everybody just called him Ping Pong. Like, that's pretty fucking racist. <laughs> I mean, and the thing is, it's like, I'll think about it now, and I'm like, that's so fucking bad. Yeah. But, like, you didn't know better back then at, like, 10. But, like, still, I could only imagine what that kid, his version of this song would be. And then there I am, an active participant in that bullshit. I don't know. It's just the kind of stuff I think more people should think about and admit to themselves about themselves. So, I give it a 4.5. I mean, it's pretty good at serving a role on this project mm-hmm. and and being provocative enough to make you think while being so fucking innocuous yeah and i think that this is also like another you're like you know like i said it's it's her experience you know as like a, a you know she's clearly at you know what the age group that she's at she's you know in elementary school it definitely sounds like um they're all like little girls kind of like saying like here here um and so like this is like their a lot of people's like first you know interactions with like a white authority person like I was saying and 
they she can't even pronounce their names and then just gives them like white names or American names and just calls them like JJ, Kimmy, like just kind of like right away, like, nope, you're not that person anymore. This is who you are. Like you need to change. This is like you're not who your like family says you are or whatever or like what your culture says you're now one of us you're now this type of this person you're going by this name now like it's sort of like society rebrands you man just the idea that the teacher is so making it obvious how she feels yeah right off the jump like, like she's kind of like ugh, i have to deal with these people like kind of gross like like it and she's obviously like exaggerated like the, the, no. the voice the voice is exaggerated i i have seen it in real life i don't i don't think this is like her actual teacher but probably an exaggerated well maybe no, not an exaggerated saying, maybe a, just like a version I, I, of so i've seen that voice that person that ignorance in real life no 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 the, i mean i think the ignorance is definitely real but i, I mean, don't yeah. think it's her i don't think it's her teacher i don't think it's literally her teacher yeah. no i think it's a person who played it a random but ass probably also exaggerated like the the white what, what her, I'm saying, her voice of her. but it's but gotta gotta keep in mind she grew up in Valley Girl, but but she grew up in the Valley Girl at times. Yeah, that was how white girls was spitting back then. You don't remember when everybody I like mean, you know whatever you remember like when the Becky or whatever, right? But that was a huge thing back then. Okay, maybe yeah. Anyways, um, I just think that this is like really common and relatable to anybody with non-white. Americanized kind of sounding names. So I think that this is going to just relate to like a whole bunch of people and like it's going to like a lot of people are going to be like yep like the way that she called out like the Asian names and like the Spanish names and like just kind of like screwing everything up so it's like people who aren't like Piper like very like English. Who the fuck is named Piper? That is a stupid fucking name. (laughs) Allow me to just say it. I don't know. Don't name your fucking kid Piper. I mean I liked Violet. Violet's is Piper lovely. a girl? Piper's a girl. Piper's a hoe. Anyway. Uh, not sorry, yet, anyway. I'm not slut shaming. That's not right, but <laughs> Piper sounds like a porn star. Anyways, I gave it a 4.5. All right. Uh, the next the next song on this album is... Taking it, names. Yeah, don't fuck up her name. All right, this guy is like a six-minute trap banger. That that oh, Wow, I actually said it in four words. I actually summarized a song in four words. <laughs> Six minute trap banger because mm-hmm. it comes in on like you get the sense that they gonna go in on this shit. You know, Ruby, she's the hero and shit. Mm-hmm. From uh, Morro Bay to the East Bay, we stay surviving where we stay. They keep invading where we lay. There's no debating that we pay. And it's that flow. It's that everybody know that flow. And then she's describing shit like that naval base up in Subic Bay. And I'm like, oh, fuck, hey, there is U.S. bases and shit in the Philippines and probably yeah. some bullshit going on with that. And so I love the fact that this shit is unapologetically Filipino. And it oh, yeah. made me, like, learn shit. Like, like when the land was raped and they changed the way to my father drowning in the alcohol. And then my mama always be up in, in that Eskinal. Uh, what is Eskinal? Eskinal is a skin whitening product. Oh, that is, that is fucked up. Because these thoughts so make the brown skin start uses. to crawl. So I take the kush in. Get it? Just to break the fall. Um, man, it's fucking hard. And she goes in. And so, like... She's spitting this trap shit with that trap swag and that intensity and shit, but like, really, it's showing she's crazy Filipinos in here. But like, yeah. But like, it's got like this. This is why I'm hard feel to it. 
that is fucking powerful and like i think it, it's just driven in history of who they are and we get some tagalog that's going on like i can't really pronounce it at all but in the second verse because we have bamboo who's doing that also nump trump does the there's some crazy filipinos in here and then i like how bamboo spits this whole fucking thing you know it teaches me what a pcn is because i didn't know it's philippinic Philippines culture night which is usually whatever i think actually i don't know if that shit's in montreal but i went to some filipino culture events so maybe i've been to one of those in montreal that happened <coughs> i know that they have them because one of my filipino friends at my old job it was talking about it so um so like they're pretty cool like I, I worked with this crazy cool filipino singer lady in fact i worked with a lot of filipinos and my biggest takeaway of filipino culture is they will feed you oh yes and there is nothing to be said poorly about a culture that will there, happily feed you. There was, can I tell like this random little story? Um, I used to work at uh, a retail store and like a big retail store. And there used to be like people that would come in and steal from us all the time. And we were always aware of like who they were and we found out and whatever. And um, there was this like, you know, mom age or like older even um and like lady that would come in like a filipino lady and she would come in and she would bring us like a tray full of food that she would make for us and like we would all just like be like yeah she's back and then we would just like you know all of us like young kids would just like take it into the back and eat and she would steal from us she stole from us for i don't know how long but we didn't even notice because we were just too busy eating the food that she made for us so even even when she's like doing committing crimes she's still feeding us so that's exactly um <laughs> and she's when I realized what you were she's, saying she's I'm hustling like... to like she's she's you know maybe she's a struggling immigrant doing what you got to do to feed her family so so yeah <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm condoning condoning thievery, but that seemed to be like the most like legit like way of doing it, I guess. I also like how the dude kind of ends his verse. I'm just glossing over that. Ends the verse <laughs> with, "But I hold no candles to the sister soldier, young Ruby. I can't do it, but I can't roll shit in my arms. I can't do it, but it was fucking sick the way he did it. And then I was thinking about the hook, which is cool, because the last the little bridge was roll call, where she has this like scarred moment of being fucked up, and now she's like, because this is roll calls. I'm taking names now. We only go wrong. I'm taking aim now. And when is roll call? They know my name now, because she made sure everybody knows her fucking name. Yep. For a long time, I believed in the power of a name. I know a lot of people don't, but that's part of why I like to use exact language because every word has a meaning and it's not just the meaning of a dictionary. Every word has a meaning and that meaning has some power in it. And your name is the most powerful shit. That's why it's holding Stefan Roy. That is my name. That is my full name. There is nothing for me more powerful than my full name. It's not Steven. It's not, I get all this. It's Stefan with a little hard end. You don't even hold the end. That's just how it is. Anything else, it's not my name. Like that fucking bullshit song. That's not my name. That was a terrible <laughs> song. Um, and I really like the the part where in the third verse, she's kind of, again, brings up like, so we bleach in our skin white now because even my pro roots is a product of what, when they kill in our kin, wipe out oppression from system that's holding power. They're hunting again right now. 
So you get that sense. And she flips it. But if they mispronounce my name again, I make them take in every single syllable all over again. And so never say my name if you think you, knew, you never can. And then I started this podcast off fucking up her name. Because my <laughs> name is a part of me and something I will defend. So if you cross me, you end in the crosshairs. Crossing out when I'm tossing the bars. They're twisting their face like they mispronounce names. And I'm tearing them down. And I'm not stopping my reign. And I got to like give it to her. I live in a place where I have had a pretty unique experience of having my name butchered my whole life, even though I'm a white dude with the name. Because like, for English people, my name is fucking easy. But moi, je vis au Québec. Et quand tu vis au Québec, tout le monde parle français. Et quand tout le monde parle français, il peut pas dire quelque chose comme Holden. C'est toujours Holden, Holden Roy. Anyway, so what I was saying is they don't know how to say my fucking name. It's always Holden because H-O is not in French. Mm-hmm. So... I get it, Ruby. I'm with you. Motherfuckers better than how to say your name right because that's your name. It's respect to say a name right, even if I fucked your name up. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but that's just truth. So I really I really dug it. I really felt the power and the energy on it, the swag on this track. It's it's pretty it's pretty fuego, as they say. Um, I give it a 4.5 on 5. I think it's, like, really great. Yep. Um, it definitely has, like, a super sick beat. Um, it feels hard. It feels like like you're gonna get some like it just feels sick um and this is a song where she mentioned that her father was an alcoholic um and then the mom using bleaching cream which you mentioned as well as well um and i think that's exactly it i think she's just making people know her name um to be famous to have her name on like you know billboards or whatever and like she just wants you to know who who she is and she talks about being like jungle savage and there's like you know and then she talks about there's crazy filipinos in here so i think that's also another thing too is that a lot of people like assume people probably like cambodia vietnamese like filipino like that kind of like like the the South, South, I can think it's, yeah, they're the Southeast uh, Asians. I think a lot of them just assume that they're like all in like these jungles and like, you know, because they've seen like the, you know, movies and stuff like that set in like these wars, you know, from like the 70s or whatever, um, like the Vietnamese War. And so they just probably assume everybody just is like the same and, you know, everything is the same there. Um, and so, yeah, it's just ri- ridiculous white people thoughts. Um, and I think it's really cool that there's like a like a, that they're using their language throughout, and like all of the artists are kind of like Filipino, and they're all kind of speaking like their language. And I think that that's really cool to always incorporate like your own culture and your own heritage, and like especially the fact that they're immigrants and things like that. And Bamboo, um, when when he was singing, uh, I found like sometimes he kind of sounded sounded a little bit like Eminem um, in his voice. So I mean, even though like he says he has an accent, I wasn't hearing any accent except the same accent that Eminem has so <laughs> um anyways I just wanted to mention that as well so I mean all like they're all great on this song like they're they're all they're all hold it up um and like she spits tight like it's great like it's very good um I give it a five on five it's great all right um moving along we can play bills with the dollar sign yeah yeah I mean I think this one focuses in a little bit more on the the moolah the money situation mm-hmm. but even from the beginning we pay they rob us these snakes don't want us each day we all play the game that they taught us in god that we trust but they praying on us if he ate then we scrape till we hate him both us 
And that's a pretty interesting way of showing how, like, everybody's struggling and not liking each other. And it's all fucking bullshit system. And I don't know. I feel like people are just taxed in that situation. Or my mama's education don't mean shit still. From accounting to McDonald's just to pay this bill. And we trying to sell their soul just to make this deal. And the people in control are going to hate me still. I mean, it's punk. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing some fucking nice yeah. anti-establishment fuck the system. Um definitely has its like nuance of where she's coming from so like having a brown face or the colonizer tongue line and just showing that this is that bullshit that you're going through with these people who have done these things to you mm-hmm. made across the ocean motherfuckers better make way seven thousand miles and they didn't want us in the first place these days was the pay rate for a briefcase times eight that's the death rate and it's prepaid you know you get the sense that a lot of the Filipino situation is comparable to a lot of other hood stories we've come across so far and the types of messaging that's given to people and opportunity that exists for them, etc. I, I feel like you, she doesn't have the opportunity that she feels is there and she doesn't see it for her people or the environment that she's in and it's the same type of bullshit like you would come across anywhere else. <coughs> then she has the hook. I'm okay with it. She made a dollar from a peso. She's making it rain. She's made it, I guess. So she's got money now. Yeah. Then it is all Tagalog, which is which was really cool to listen to. I actually really enjoyed it. I went ahead and Google translated it. So it's not very good translations, but it's kind <laughs> of following suit. Or maybe I'll get some money for me to take care of or do I have to deal with it when I'm in trouble and it's okay. Let's take a look at her skin waste when it comes to paint. Is It is the culture of our culture, the politics of pure culture. Anyway, shit like that. Um, I don't actually know how good or bad that translation is, but it kind of flows on through and I feel like it has a very similar tone. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I really enjoyed the song ish. I feel like overall, this has been my least favorite song so far because not over the content, but because she means it's a slow trap song. Like it's kind of trappy, travel vibey, but that shit is so slow. And like the tempo mm-hmm. cranked right down and I mean I want to give my little part where I'm going to say it's cool that she's versatile and that she can do it but damn was I not feeling this one <laughs> so I recognize how good or well made it is but I don't know if I like it on this project personally uh, I just, anyway I give it a 4.25 I want to say I objectively think it's pretty well made yeah. and it's enjoyable and you might really like it so i don't want to be shitting on it like it's a bad song i'm saying i didn't feel it that much and it wasn't the tagalog it. it wasn't even the tagalog verse i liked more than the english verse just to show it's not that that gave it bonus points in my understanding my, i don't think if it was all english at that pace it would have been like a four i mean i get it like i get what you're saying um I mean, the, the the overall beat sounds like a little bit creepy. It's kind of has like this kind of weird beat on it. Um, I mean, she's got great rhymes on this one. I mean, definitely. I mean, as far as across across the board, I suppose. Um, she's basically just talking about like how she's kind of like made it. She's making money now, um, and like it kind of has like this cool mix between like the old school kind of sound of like the golden age of hip hop um, mixed in with like modern sounds. Like it's really, I don't know. It's really interesting that the way that like they're, she's got a great beat maker, obviously. Um, it's cool. I mean, yeah, I think it's really cool that she has like a whole verse in like Tagalog. Um, I mean, it's good. It's not my favorite either, um, but it is a well-constructed song. I'm on the same, you know, same page as you. I gave it a 4.25. 
Alright, let's move on to the next one before it's the curtain call. I don't know why I like it when rappers do this. I think it's just because you're not supposed to do it. Like, rap has a pop structure to it these days. Like, four-bar intros, fucking 16-bar verse, eight-bar hook, all that shit. Or sometimes the long 16-bar hook. It's all formulaic. So when a rapper does some shit, like, really long verse one, hook chorus, really short verse two, hook chorus, and it's just, oh, you're fucking around him. You're just doing what you felt. You know, it wasn't about what was right. It was just what you felt in that moment. I think that's pretty cool but whereas the last one wasn't doing it for me this one it's doing it for me this is hype this is vicious this is some venomous ass shit like this is her being like oh you guys are fake fucks what you gonna do when the shit hits the fan or shall i say when it's curtain call (laughs) that's what she chose yes but like right off the job man check this southeast mouthpiece hit him with that loud speech funny when they doubt me motherfucking crown me i'll be rowdy what you know about me fuck all of that formulaic image that they tout me act out lash out here to take the fast road brown out of spasm then do it till i pass out yo the way she spits it it's not like she's saying significantly new shit but she's mm-hmm. saying some shit like i'm pushing to the limit i'm grinding i'm balls to the walls going up doing what i gotta do for this it gets a little political with it a false hope we pray about or they made graves but gave out a false hope we pray a pray about this country of dreams but we didn't it seems a system that feeds on people that seen oppression that means a pyramid scheme oh she just called america a pyramid scheme it's true if you really think about it with our destroyed middle class of everyone getting poorer over on our side of the pond it's kind of a pyramid scheme damn shame china and india have growing middle classes because you know we're not over there i guess but global politics is a fun subject anyway it's a fucking great track honestly it's powerful um the hook's nice the way she's fucking just spits it there's some power like there's just power to it the beat fits so wonderfully to me this one this one is real nice overall i don't know man it just i've i think i've, I've kind of made the point i was trying to make on this it is <laughs> establishing that she's legit you's not but not so much that you are fake but more like if you're fake what the fuck you expect's gonna happen when, when when the time comes and i like that that is how you arrogantly humble brag yourself through a fucking ego track that is yep. well done I gave this a five on five. It's stellar. For those who think I'm bad with my grades because they're all high, this is a standout track. All right. Um, yeah, she definitely sounds really like badass in this one. Like she's, I mean, she sounds pretty cool. Um, and she, she's basically saying that um, the American dream is just like a fantasy. Like you're not gonna get like what they're like telling you. You're not gonna like it's not gonna just be easy like that. Um, and immigrants are like encouraged to like lose their their old identity and become like a new person like the rest of America so it feels like a lot of the time that they're playing a role that they're not really like true to who they are because they're having to like change themselves so much to be something that fits into like this this other society and like they lose themselves Um, and I think that she's clearly like sick of like dealing with like the government systems like you know she's very like you know punk like you were saying um and then you just kind of die in the end um and yeah it's another like cool beat it's a cool song i give this a 4.25 all right the next one is another skit on this album it's called voices one guess what folks it's an interlude 
Okay. Everybody's favorite stereotypical white ass teacher lady is back. And you know, <laughs> hi, Miss. And it, okay, it's a little voicemail. And it's like, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Ibarra. This is Ruby's teacher. I'm just calling to let you know that I think it may be beneficial for Ruby to engage in a program. It doesn't do that. It's basically <laughs> what she's doing. It may and be beneficial. Oh, man. She sounds like a patronizing ass if, person. If you have trouble understanding this message. But it's like you got to fo- – like that's the part you're focusing in. Anyway. So, yeah, teachers like kind of patronizingly. Yes, it's very patronizing. Calling up. And you know what the problem is? Is you also know that this is a really nice lady, this teacher. She's probably really nice in her heart and soul. She probably believes that she's, she's probably a good little Christian, and girl. she's probably trying real hard to be nice and understanding to these poor plebby ass immigrants who are beneath her. And I think if you're gonna, I don't know, she's to be like you. Now that you've put it in my head, now I just think that she's just like a richy rich Californian. But these people, <laughs> no, but I mean, I still think she, this white teacher lady, in her heart and soul, believes she's a good person and that she's helping. Yes, yes. And that this is all for the benefit of shit, but without understanding how patronizingly bullshit it comes off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. I think that's a it's a little bit of a, a good a good description of how like English can be perceived as this privilege thing. It's like, yo, you think we're stupid because we don't speak your language. That that is the point, I think. And that's yeah. a reality. And I know we all know we've seen the internet and now people are about English. My my literal favorite comments or when people call me stupid or some bullshit, and that's fine. Sometimes I say some stupid shit, but they're calling me dumb, and their grammar is just atrocious. <laughs> I always, oh, I love it when people that happens. I it's always so correct their grammar while thanking them for informing me how stupid I am. Anyway, uh, I like this skit. <laughs> I like the way she's using them on this album. I think it's a four on five. Obviously, it's it's a, it's a little. It's not the same as the other one, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty good for its role. Yeah. I, I mean, same. I gave it a 4.25. Well, I gave it a 4, so it's not the same, but... Well, I mean, I just... Yeah, anyways. By comparison, your mark is in the skies. I'm going to say um, the reviewer in me is going, man, she just started with the grass is green on the other side. Thematically, oh shit, we're talking about the same kind of thing. But that's okay. Uh, from like a fat, the fan in me, the objective, like whatever. It's like, damn, I'm still sucked into it. But there's a little bit of the album is drilling home a certain series of points and a struggle. And this is her story and her identity. So I don't want to come off like I'm, I'm being like an asshole by saying it. But this is definitely another song about fitting into America as a Filipino lady. Yeah, but not as good. I would not agree with you. I mean, I, I really I, it's like still this song. good, oh, but on. I still don't think I it's as good. As the really other ones. like this song. It's okay. not. I mean, I'm I'm getting it's a four and a half on five. Okay. I mean, this has a great rhythm to it. Like the flow is new. It's a new flow we haven't heard yes. yet on the album from like a rapping perspective. I love the idea of it's going a little bit away. slower, but trickier. Mm-hmm. It's not like that boring flow from the other. Sorry, yeah. Ruby, if you're watching this, it's not like that boring flow from the other song. It's more like a trickier, like I'm kind of like, okay, what are you doing with this? What are you doing with this? It's still pretty fucking sick. Um, you get the sense also in the way she's rapping it that 
it's not just about her struggle. It's about her persevering through the struggle. Like, this is a grind song. Like, this is a song about breaking through that bullshit. Like, because all these systems depicting me, they're building us up, them eventually. We wear it like jeans, our American denim. We act like our jeans have American in them. Have some powerful honesty and shit. Yeah. We fear in these mirrors of how we be living when given reflection, no merit within them. So tell me how much you want to be like them, eat like them, want to breathe like them, change my speech to my teeth like them, teach myself like I reach like them. Ah. Oh. That's the type of shit I can just, like, I never had, like, I guess it's it's giving me words to describe feelings that I didn't know people had. And I really like that about this track. Yeah. Um, Till you realize then what you're being denied them, you'll never be like them. I got a free mind when I'm staying. I mean, I'm saying I've listened to a fuck ton of rap music. And Ruby Ibarra is describing some of this shit better than all the rappers we've talked about. Yeah, no, no. She's, she's like, she writes really well. Um, at least from uh, inside of her feelings type of way. I don't know. And I just really, really dig it. Like, it's odd to forget where you come from, huh? I'm asking myself, Ruby, when did you change? Was it when you believed that they won, huh? But I'm going up in the sky high. I'm tired of living that nine to five. I'm aiming for higher. I'll never retire. I'm giving a ride. No closed eyes. When the card's down, I will never back down. Put us on a map. It's a wrap when I'm back now. And you just get, like, she understands this admission that some part of her was like kind of battled and now it's like you you picture her quest of trying to claim back her filipino heritage Mm -hmm. i i don't know i can kind of relate to some shit like that i've had my own identity crises and shit so just the part of like trying to figure out who you are i don't like to like really compare it but being an english person in quebec is a fucking weird experience just in terms of fitting in and not and not feeling like you belong and I know that when I speak French in public, it's like giving up a part of who I am to conform to this place because it's what it's expected of me. I never want to make the comparison that my life experiences have been like overly comparable to anything we've really reviewed, except for maybe the part of having to give up a part of who I am as a person to fit into my surroundings simply because of a language. Which is really a huge point of like division yeah. in Quebec that I don't think a lot of people know about. And I think that there's like that, um, like also, I mean, like in, in talking about like the French and English like barrier, um, I think that like often like French people like if like because like we're not, you know, we're obviously Anglophones in like a Francophone community, and um, like it definitely like deters you or if you can't say like a word properly like they correct you and like they just make it they they i don't know they're often like quite rude about it like if you like screw up or if you don't say something properly or like they just won't even try to like understand english and so like i get it i mean it's kind of like what you're saying like i don't really want to compare it to it but i understand like if this was like every day all the time people were telling me like oh you're not saying it quite right like because like you're you're learning a whole new language and everything then and i mean being an anglophone born here you really know how to never encounter french if you don't want to your whole life can be english so i think the main difference has always been i can flick that switch and that's why like Chinatown that's why little italy exists that's why so, like, like i want to just like, point it out they just want to be like the huge difference is i can i can just speak french and now i'm a quebecer i can just turn it off and i know that that's a big difference between my experiences and others but mm-hmm. there was a long period of my life i couldn't speak french and it allowed me to empathize a lot with 
some of the shit I've been hearing on this album. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all don't agree with that, but that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, I like this one. I, gave it, I said I gave it a 4.5. I don't remember what you gave it. Um, I gave it a 4. Um, I thought it was good, but wasn't my favorite. Um, I mean, it, it's, I, it just wasn't as captivating for me. Um, I mean, it is basically just her just realizing that she's never going to um, fit into America and be, in a, you know, a, what a, an American looks like, um, no matter how hard she tries. And I think that she's just going to, like, she's going to, she's kind of realized that she's going to stop, like, bleaching her skin. She's going to stop, like, doing all these things. Like, she's going to, like, take back and be, like, her true self. All right. Um, so I guess you could say, though, just as a theme, the title of the next song describes a lot of what this album's focusing on, and it's mm-hmm. it's your background. This is the one where they're like, my mom didn't want my younger sister to learn English or learn Tagalog just so it'd be like easier to fucking integrate. I don't know if it's this one, but um, I couldn't I know, find. I know the lines. she talks about that at some point, but I, I was fucking because this one has like. Um, I'm feeling like I'm eight feet with two tongues. My words aiming like the guns that they point at. Kuya's face, see eight. Can you paint me? Is what my youngest sister's saying. Cause we never see her face up on that TV. There's nothing like me until I don't like me. That's one we've heard a whole lot about in pop culture lately. And mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, I've always looked at it like, from a what like I, I hear white people talking about it like every new culture that wants representation like what we already let the blacks in we already i was like fuck off man the point is is like (laughs) all these people are here because we do active immigration campaigns to recruit people to come to canada and shit like we we invited everybody here Mm -hmm. maybe we should play fair i don't know but it's just like it kind of focuses on that like my head above the water so how will i raise a daughter when the currency don't offer same piso to a dollar i'm the daughter of two immigrants been working that blue collar and these days they barely talk unless they dream across the water and that's some other shit too like when you see what your parents have had to go through to have to even consider what your experiences with children are going to be are you going to whitewash them are you going to try to you know whatever and she i don't know man this one just made me feel like again there's a lot it's just it's taking like a different side to the struggle so while it yeah. is about the struggle it's this one's like trying to break out of the background and just to be like not just another filipino person you know just to be like a real person like uh we trying to cut ties a citizen part-time she holding a nine to five he holding a nine five times he couldn't swallow her pride so we called it a pipeline my father he don't cry he talked but i don't try the music flowing deep under the flat nose and the skin tone sharpest of the accents but we at home in these poems i like that like she's using this music as an opportunity to give her people something to bond over as she describes these like realities of father and men being pushed down that lifestyle while you know maybe women are struggling to keep these nine to fives men are living some riskier business to make ends meet and yeah that's all very familiar sounding and like I like how it just kind of ends with, so tell me, Ruby, tell me, why the hell are you still afraid? Your only enemy is you, and that's from yesterday. And then the chorus comes back in, and one does a beautiful little singing job, and then Ruby does this, like, spoken word piece where she describes the experience of scrubbing her skin over and over in this way that generationally is taught to her people to be less brown and to scrub your way to whiteness and then it just kind of 
As I, it just ends with this ruby stare out of the sun. So scrub harder, scrub harder. I look down and this time I see my color wash away with the water. Like after everything's been said and done, even though she should be absorbing the sun and living a life, the conditioning wins and she like bleeds out and shit or the color bleeds out. And I'm like, yo, that's some powerful ass shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, again, battling these things inside of her over a slightly different music. I don't know, similar enough flows and whatnot. Like she's really talented in that regard as a rapper, but I think it's her message and the way she delivers it that blows my mind the most. So I don't know, another 4.5 on five for me. This is a really cool song. Yeah, um, and I think it, it is kind of interesting, like the way that she she uses the word background. Like it's not just like her background. She doesn't want to like just be like another person in the background. She doesn't. She wants to stand out. She doesn't want to back down. She wants to. I, I I don't know. I think that it's just like interesting the way that she kind of uses like that term. Um, and like this is very much like her. Uh, she's nervous. She's insecure. Um, she's she's not sure like where she fits in um but she's gonna keep fighting and she's gonna like make her time and she's going to be here and she's going to she she's gonna keep doing it she's gonna keep making her poetry um yeah and she kind of talks just about like how brown skin about brown skin is like discrimination and like this you know this bleaching of skin is definitely not something that's like unique to like filipinos like this is something that i've heard about um, you know, it, I've heard black people, they tell their story where they've like, you know, been bleaching their skin for this many years or, oh, Beyonce bleaches her skin. Oh, this person, you know, and everybody calls them out for doing it. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I mean, if they feel that they need to do it, I guess that's one thing. But then it's like, why, why do they feel like they need to do it? Like, it's, it's hard. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not, um, it's not not nice that it's like that um but yeah it's just something that you know we, we've heard about before but it is often um it's often women that end up like doing this that it's you know that we have to like conform to like these you know standards that somebody else sets for us um so it's just kind of interesting that that's you know still going on and well because it's always going to go on but yeah, I mean, it's it was very like it was very like message driven, but it wasn't necessarily my favorite one to listen to, so I give this a four on five. All right, so the next one is called Broken Mirrors. Okay. All right, this one took me a quick minute to like, or it took me a bit to like wrap my head around it. So first, she's thinking back to being five as a kid, and her dad, I guess, dips out or whatever, and. Mm -hmm. I mean, the whole crux of the, and this is like one of her tightest rapping songs. Like, the flow is ridiculous. It is like crazy on point. That beat is next level. Like, it's a challenging flow and it's challenging subject matter. So, um, all of a sudden, uh, father figure packed up. It's never been enough. So, dad dips out. So, I'm talking when I catch a feeling. Hate is what my heart is spilling. Papa killed this fate a million times. So, how do I forgive him? Papa pill when pain is killing. Popping veins, the proper feeling. People popping up are just a prop to me to hurt. I'm willing. Porcelain turned poison venom. Probably won't prosper when I'm in mean, this fucking crazy alliteration with all the P sounds and shit. When I'm see without the poppy prophecies, the problems pouring in and pop that pussy. My position lying more than politicians call him daddy. Guys are billing opposite opposition papa's never far from vision carbon copy pops reflection fuck a mirror paints the villain because it's always papa in him unless i'm mistaken she's daddy issue fucking older dudes and seeing her dad in them and some shit yeah 
Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, I, I'm, I've slept with that girl before. <laughs> um, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, first of all, I've never heard anybody break it down like that. Never. I, I've heard the story. I've heard, like, girls tell me the story in person. Never heard it in a rap song. That's just the first verse. And then what happens in verse two? Well, she's older. She's in a motel. Um, meets some guys who basically um, rapes her and shit. Holds me down. I can't feel him. These bed sheets uh, feeling haunted when we in him. They say because she's tall and the way she dresses right. He rapes her. It's her fault. She should have been dressing right. Like when they cat call, she shouldn't be out at night. But fuck him. It's all to them. That's been taking away her light. So close your eyes. You feel like you stuck. Take those hips. You nip and you tuck. No consent. He feeling the rush. Feel the burn with every touch. I'm like, so you're getting that shit where it's like, I mean, you see those videos of you shouldn't catcall women and shit. No, this is more like, yo, listen, women's getting raped, abused, taken advantage of. For, so what? You shouldn't, you know, and it's just her perspective on it and just breaking it bluntly. So what? I dressed a certain way, so it's his right to just take it, you know, and, and the yeah. way she puts it bluntly and just calls it what it is. Uh, open wide the bruise in the guts deep inside you feeling the cuts Audie's mirror is never enough until you feel you never enough like I don't know man I guess it's your fucking people I mean certainly you're gonna have some moments maybe where people just go too far and it's really bad moments I can only imagine that just destroys your self worth when you look in the mirror questioning mm -hmm. why you hate yourself and shit and then I feel like that third verse it's a little more positive you know, like it's kind of a little more acknowledging, a little more controlling of it, mm -hmm. but still kind of heavy. Like it's more like I recognize that there's expectations and reality and I understand that there's what I see and then there's what's really me and there's no solution. It's just this is what I need to do. You know, you don't really feel like she's got there. You feel like this is the battle she's fighting. And here's the thing about this type of issue. I um, have never met a girl in my life not one who doesn't have a sexual harassment or abuse story all 100 percent of the women in my life all of them that I've, I've talked to enough to have ever gotten to that point of a conversation so man it's a really relevant song it's very powerful i mean i think dudes need to hear shit like this because yo men don't believe women still it's what it is i'm not you, you don't have to agree with me i'm telling you that's what it is and you can go believe me or not it's not a debate so i'm trying to say there um and yeah so i i hear this and it's it's like an, it's really just it moved me and it's powerful and it might be the best rapping on the album thus far mm. in terms of actual rapping over that beat and shit oh there's a five like this is this is the types of songs you don't forget. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, she's she's definitely, like, having trouble, like, finding herself. Um, and, like, it's just sort of, like, the struggles that she's going through and, like, how she's still going through it in the different, like, situations that she's been in and, like, how she just has to, like you know, not hate herself because, you know, she thinks that she's never enough, that she's never going to be complete, she's never going to be ha happy, she's going to keep hating herself, and she just needs to stop. And I think that it's also, um, she also talks about 
like the kind of like the first generation um, of immigrants, I think also like feels like a lot of like a lot of weight on their shoulders um, to be successful and like take care of their family and not fuck up and not like any make any mistakes and um, just kind of like, you know, hold it down, especially if you're like probably like the oldest uh, child or something like that or the only child like you have to like, you, you know, you you have to like make your par- parents proud like you have more pressure on you than other people or like family back you know in your country that is like depending on you for money or for resources or for you know whatever and so like it is it is hard that there's like all of this like kind of weight on her shoulders um and I think that she's kind of like you know with everything else that happened to her as well um yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot to like go on with like real life plus like all these other things that are on your shoulder especially as like a young girl um so it definitely makes you like stress out um, and I think that she doesn't necessarily like what she's looking at in the mirror. And I think that she has to like kind of forgive herself and move past it and just kind of, yeah, I just kind of deal with that. And just, I think that that's something that a lot of women, if not all women, um, kind of have to deal with. I think that just kind of like realizing that, you know, you know, whatever that you've been through, whatever your you know, has happened in your life or whatever, you know, people say about you, and, you know, she's dealing with the whole society to telling her to like you know be wider or you know americanized or whatever and so like she doesn't even feel like she looks in the mirror that you know she should in her mind maybe she looks white or she maybe she looks a certain way and she looks in the mirror and she's like oh that's what i look like like i forgot like kind of like that kind of idea like i don't know if that's necessarily her case but i'm sure it's some people's case um anyways it was good kind of a sad song um Good rhymes. I gave this a a 4.15. I liked it, but it wasn't, like, my favorite, but it definitely has a good message. All right. Why don't we talk about the Descent interlude? Okay. I can tell you I did not know that Manny Pacquiao was a Filipino person until uh, this skit. Thank you, Ruby, for teaching me that. just (laughs) didn't know. But I also don't give a fuck about Manny Pacquiao, and I think it's boxing or MMA or one of them. That's how little I care about the general world that they're in. I like the music stuff. Um, This one's pretty straightforward. Flight's coming down, meets a dude, and they're just kind of chit-chatting. He he asked the the magical question. So, uh, well, he first asked where you were in D.C. He's like, yeah, I'm a performer. I was, you know, doing some spoken word and rapping. Oh, nice, you're a performer. She's like, yeah, yeah, I do it on weekends. You know, a typical follow-up would be like, tell me more about your music. You know, some shit like that. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Where are you from originally? That's got to be like the dumbest question. First of all, what you're asking is what's your ethnicity? Which is a rude question, apparently, in 2019. I think it's a cool question. I, I, but I, I don't go through this shit. I don't. So my perspective's not fair, perhaps, of everyone's reflective. But I went to a school that had, like, 38 fucking countries represented in, like, 248 peoples. Like, we were just taught to, like, care about ethnicity in the positive ways about it. So, but the question is, what's your ethnicity? If that's what you want to ask somebody, it's ethnicity. That's what you're asking. You're not asking where they're from. You're not asking what their country of origin. Because that's a stupid (laughs) question when, like, you know most of the ethnic-looking people around you is fucking born here. You know it because you've been here this whole fucking time. How ignorant can you possibly be? I mean, obviously there are people. I'm in Canada, so I actually don't know how ignorant people can be. I feel like our baseline ignorance is just higher than the ignorance in the USA. 
yeah, I, I'm just, just how I feel about my understanding of the situation. Um, anyway, and then she's describing to him in detail all the like. Basically, she gives him her her, her full like. I lived in America my whole life, all of that shit, and then she finally caves. She's clearly avoiding like. Like, she knew what he was asking, and she just kind of, like, was skirting around the issue. And then she finally answers it, and he goes, Oh, Manny Pacquiao! Like, dude, (laughs) what the fuck? And you know what? We've all... I've seen this before. I've seen this level of dumb. I've seen it in real life. Usually, like, when somebody tells me, like, you know, where they're from, like, usually they get, like... And I'll be like, oh, that's cool. And they're like, oh, you've heard of it? Like most people are shocked that like people have actually heard of their country. Probably they get they get like a oh where's that exactly like or like Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> no, really, it's it's like if you are that person, fuck you. That, that's just what it is. It's like come on, how dumb can you fuck it? That's not polite or nice or conducive to success, Holden. <laughs> Either way, and then the real quencher. I gotta compliment you on your English. It's like it's perfect. Anybody that grew up there should be speaking English. Pro- no offense. But, like, if you're in it for a long enough period of time. Yeah, she's in English schools and everything else. Goodness gracious. It's like, I mean, I've seen it, but I don't encounter that level of dumb very often. I just know it exists. Usually it's it's more of the older, redneckier types of people I know. But I assume that a bunch of young, hip, millennial, rich kids are just as dumb. I just don't know a lot of those people. Mm. They don't like poor kids like me. Um... <laughs> I don't know. This one was cool. It made me think, not cool, but like it made me think it was really a good example. It was really like on par with the roll call one for me. So mm-hmm. I give it a 4.5. Yeah. I mean, like she, she was clearly annoyed. She's clearly like, doesn't want to deal with like these types of questions and she just thinks it, thinks it's stupid. Um, but it is probably like a common thing that people who look a certain way get asked all the time because people, I don't know, they want to know. And but you could definitely feel like her emotions and that she's just like so annoyed and she just like ah like this again. You know what? It's another example of I think white people thinking they're being really nice and polite, but being really stupid and insensitive by accident. That's I think the the running theme of all of these little uh, skits so far. If I really think about it, because if I if I go like if you were to pull that white guy to decide, I ask him. Dude, you realize what you did? What, man? I was just being polite. Like, you're supposed to ask, blah, 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 blah. But it's like how you do it, dude. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. I often feel like I'm preaching to the choir with the people watching the show, but, like, whatever. Yeah, that's true. Anyways. Um, let's talk about us. All right, Bonnie. I think it's more fitting if you start this one. Um. So this is basically, like, her kind of, like, going a little bit hard and nothing can stop her and her people and they will overcome and uh the women and her women are like super powerful and they still feel like very connected to their country um and it it definitely made me want to like do more like research into like filipino history and like their culture um i think that that's like kind of cool and that's something like it's you know i think that's pretty great thing that she's able to instill in me um it sounds powerful and it's it's sort of just like you know her and like classy class no working classy class um faith santilla and rocky rivera um they're just kind of like talking about like the strength of filipino women and like how like a lot of the time um the woman is kind of like the bread maker 
Um, she's like the you know the person who will be a good not, resourceful. Not, not, not a lot of the time. They're basically saying without women there is no story. Yeah. Let it be told. Yes. So yeah, it's very true. And so I mean, I think it's really cool. And again, there's like really nice like mix of um, language on this one. Um, and it's sort of like a song for like the Filipinos, especially like the Filipi- Filipino women, to stay strong and like to like motivate them and. I think maybe it was like a little bit also for her mom, but also kind of like for her as well, and also for her, her culture and her people. So I thought it was a really good message. I gave this a four point two five. I don't know that you could find four dudes on a track that'll sound as hard as this right now. Mm-hmm. That is some shit where these women will fucking kill you. <laughs> like this is what I love about it is that when men come in and do this shit, I, I'm going there, boys. It's so, like, barbaric by comparison to the class that these ladies bring in here. This is, like, strong-ass matriarchal shit. Like, this is woman power, and you feel it. Like, just that hook. Island woman rise. I don't know what. In English, it means no one can stop us. Thank you, Mac True over on Genius. But, man brown brown woman right it's just like it's so strong they got nothing on us hey nothing on us you just feel that strength right mm-hmm. and then the way ruby starts it off you'll fuck a story arc if it don't involve no matriarchs and mothers work from the ground up they craft an air like atr and i and i'm just like it's true eh what all these dudes in history had a mom yeah like all of them a hundred percent of the guys who were great in history had a mom and probably a lot of them back in the Allow day me to, to died s- giving birth to that stupid man. Yes, I was, ga- was going <laughs> to add in. There is that group of people, that small percentage, whose moms died in childbirth or along no, the way. No, not small percentage. Back, I mean, before, like, med- medical, like, you know. Was it that huge? But yeah, it was, there was a lot of women that died of, from childbirth so and childbirth So let's birth exclude the people whose moms died i this is just took a really weird fucking turn everybody (laughs) had a mom okay everybody had a mom and most people's stories should start with the mom like i wouldn't be me without my mom my mom did a lot of dope ass shit she's an integral part of my fucking story so you got that really strong thing and then matt all of the ladies here rapping sound ill like every part rocky rivera i was like i didn't even realize what this was until i realized this is all chicks and they are slaying like we pulling up in a jeepney all my soldiers greet me hand me bandanas pull back my hammer it's warfare when you see me i'm like okay skin you alive for my country i live and die for my country i kill a pig in a white hooded suit on the low for my country I'm like yo she is savage revolutionary <laughs> this is fucking proper you know like Anyway, Classy is pretty fucking good too. And you get the sense that these women in their history have been active militant participants in the guerrilla warfare tactics that have transpired. Like these women are soldiers. They have effectively told me that in the hypest fucking way. And then you have that spoken word bit from Faith Santilla, uh, Santilla at the end. So let it be known if you don't already. Pinays have always been part and parcel, if not imperative and critical to the struggle. Filipinos are no stranger to wielding our own power. Of all the privileges that exist in the world, none of which you may be a benefactor of, there is at least one you bear. And that is the privilege of having been born a Filipina. You know, just the idea that, like, 
This is a source of strength in your life. And because you were born this, you have this DNA that contains all of this resistance and survival and shit. And when you are ready, sis will be right there. It's like inviting all the women to unify and join. It's like, this is a song about women unity. Powerful strength. It is like, this might be the most feminist anthem shit I've ever heard <laughs> that made me want to really back it. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty solid. I mean, I'm giving this a five. It's an anthem. It's dope. It makes me kind of wish I was a Filipino lady because I don't even feel strong right now. <laughs> like, that's where it's at. Like, it's so cool. Well, anyway. I guess that's the realness. Yeah. What a classic hip-hop beat. Like, when I mean classic, I mean, like, we went back to the 90s or some shit on this one. This is, I think, really Jay Dilla-y is a good way. That whole, okay. like, era... Uh, like jazz infused loopy mm -hmm. shape it evolves a little bit going on and it really makes sense with that like classic you hit him with the realness one time one two i hit him with the you know like it just really feels like she's trying to go maybe to a, a pure kind of hip-hop type song i mean lyrically it's fine i don't know that i really wrap my head around <clears throat> if there was anything in particular that this song was about it felt like she was honestly having a good day <laughs> as opposed to it, you know, like she's just spitting who she is and she rhymes well and that that's it. Like music saved her and through this rapping and being pure, like she wants to keep the culture pure and her music pure because through that music she found her salvation almost, you know, and then she can use this hip hop to evolve in herself in the same way that so many other people have done. And you see that a lot in, in this second verse. And when she goes, and when the sun goes down, do you, uh, do you feel that moon? I was that seed in the dark that no one thought would bloom. The places I'm from, people gone too soon. So like a fly on the wall, I try to gauge my room. Like what you wake up for when the dawn breaks, when everything's at stake. How you work with that mind state. You wish for a clean state. I'd rather have a full creative drum brace and heart breaks, you know? So it's just like that idea of like maybe questioning like what are you in life for what are you trying to do with it all and her it's like i want those real experiences and that real music so i can make that real hip-hop mm -hmm. i really like the overall like tone of this shit i really enjoyed the feel of it i don't know i mean she actually makes an mf doom fucking uh reference in it yeah my rhymes are death notes how many beats i got a body i'm a mad villain i relapse and do miles y'all doomed mfs i can't mask your you styled if you know about MF Doom, he wears a mask. Mm -hmm. And she's saying, y'all are doomed motherfuckers. Get it? MF. Uh, and you can't mask your bullshit styles. And it's true, man. So many of these motherfuckers. Like, here's the thing. I really believe in the grand scheme of things, the great differentiator of hip-hop and and always will be lyrics. Because let's be real. There are only a few people that can pioneer a new style. The rest of us is biters in terms of style. All that we have left is the words that we say and the passion we put into them so if you spit in your real life you're gonna sound like somebody else but if you spit in your life you'll never sound like anybody else mm -hmm. anyway i like this one i don't have a lot more to comment on it i felt like it was just like a good hip-hop song that didn't really challenge everything about what i believe in immigration and shit yeah so 4.5 on 5 fun listen the beat is stellar she raps it real well yeah Yep, I mean, I agree. It's a great beat. Um, I like that it's, like, nice and scratchy. I like that. Um, there's nothing, again, you know, nothing too meaningful on this one. Just, like, nice rhymes and raps, and she's going to make it, and that's pretty much it. 4.25.
all right so the next one is the last interlude it's called voices two interlude all right so now she's checking voicemails we get the feeling some time has passed she's a little bit famous mm-hmm. we know that because of the teacher is the first voicemail as she's um trying to cop some uh free tickets to the show and now she can say her fucking name you know she can say it all right now no patronizing here yeah anyway beep fuck that shit Hi, Ruby. This is Max McAllister from blah, blah, blah. I saw your videos and blah, blah, blah. We need an oriental female MC. And she's Click. like, delete. It's like, oh, you're not calling because I'm dope. It's because I fit your fucking stereotype. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to add more to that. It's bullshit. And you know what? I bet if you look at all of Hollywood's casting, this is a big problem that isn't going away. Yep. It's just not. That's not true. Uh, the black folk, not to be rude, how I said that, got a superhero movie. So maybe Hollywood is going to think they did good for a good decade and maybe not. I say it like that because I don't believe shit's changed. I just think that this one Oscars was real black this one time. But Aww, sh- it's like how, like, I mean, not to, like, obviously put, put that aside because obviously it was, like, a big step. Super significant. But- like, I mean, a few years ago, and I guess maybe not a few years ago, but like 10 years ago or so, there was, like, um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and there was, like, a very, like, oriental, like, pull on, like, things like that. So there was, a, like, and, like, Memoirs of a Geisha. There was, like, a whole bunch of, like, Asian-type, like, stories that were being told. So, like, I don't know. If, see, I feel like it no, just, get, like, but... we could only deal with one race at a time. Like, it just seems No, I, be... I would absolutely say that's a fair statement. And I, and this is just coming from my experience dealing with white people when the women and minorities aren't around. And this is the type of shit I overhear. Yep. Or I argue against. I, I depending on my mood, I'll argue with people. But <laughs> I don't, I don't believe. It's most of the time. But I, I just don't believe that, I, like, if I'm to be the ally I'm trying to be, I'm supposed to say something. And it's really yeah. not fun. Um, and then uh, we get another message from Bam, who I think is a friend. And they're just listening to the record. And it's like, yo, you got to get here because whatever. I don't know. And she I, has that. to, like, really, like, you know, he's basically just encouraging her to, like, oh. release her album. Yeah. That I didn't really take much from. I don't know. Maybe it's she got to do it on her well, own it, time. It was just like showing like, you know, okay, two of these stupid messages or people just wasting her time. And then one's like a real message. So the minority of like the people are, like, in her life or who are trying to get something from her mm. are good. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was a game. It was like a, it was kind of like my notes are, and now that she's famous, mm-hmm. you know, like. I give it a 4.25 in the sense that it really fits in the album to kind of bring this story along and close up, I think, like, really build it up for the last song. But, like, I think it does its job because these little skits have kind of moved you along her experiences behind the scenes. It's kind of like a, a secondary plot narrative. that, And it works. Yeah. But it was fine. Yeah, I gave it a 4.25 as well. Um, so the actual album closer is uh, the distance between the Philippines and the States, and that is 7,000 miles. Mm-hmm. Yo, that, mama, make it in America. Like that, that hook, I-, I swear I get chills. Like just the way the beat progresses, the way the story moves. Oof, this one like, 
I don't know. The emotion in my mom will make it in America. My mom will make it in America. I swear, you know, like just this power in it, you know, and it having listened to this whole album and landing on that point of like just picturing the struggle of like because she's explained to us the struggle of her I and mean, it's almost like about her mom a little bit now it's, i mean it started off like the first vo- voice we heard on like the album i think was her mother's voice and so like i think it all kind of like ties together and i think that it is definitely like the mom's you know like the women's anthem and like the the mom being the one kind of like holding up the the fort and like so i think that she definitely realizes um you know the strength of motherhood and of of her mother and like you know at times she's questioned even what she's going to be like as a mother so i think that it is definitely like a mother thing Mm. i mean there's just some powerful fucking parts to this song um like Auntie said, stay in your home, might get darker because you prone. Look into the mirror, oh, Filipino blood and bones. Questioning my skin and tone, like I should be embarrassed though. Whiter skin is seen as gold, that is what we were always told. I mean, we covered that, but then Mama said to learn their way. Every day I emulate till, I, I, till identity erased, overcome by inner hate. Teacher said to hide my tongue, they don't understand me now. Hold my breath, these foreign lungs too powerful, they like a gun. And again, it's like, kind of really closing in on how everybody her mother forced her and her society everybody's forcing her into this well be more white in a sense uh how you speak everything quite don't sound filipino and shit Mm -hmm. i'm correcting mama's words i'm embarrassed when she's thirds what makes me better than her this language wasn't her first ruby can you get a grip find a balance you may slip mama donna need you quit stop thinking that you the shit seven thousand miles from home but a million more to go gotta make it on my own i can feel i'm getting close i was just like the the way that she's gotta like you can see this like hatred even towards her parents for being too filipino only to question all of that and realize her family needs her and shit and even though they're so far from wherever their home is to get to where they need to go it's like she's still on that journey and shit and i don't know man the way that hook just plays out at the end this was an emotionally powerful song the way she spits it with that conviction in her voice and just again it's almost like the whole album wrapped up into one song but without hearing the rest of the album i don't think you can truly appreciate the power that goes into hearing this song I mean, it's a good example of like that album built up to this moment mm-hmm. and this is how you this is how you fucking end an album uh like because it's obviously a concept album about her and her experiences and fuck there's another five on five this is this is great this is a really beautiful and like standout and but like again you got listen to the album just so you can get to this moment and experience what i experienced yeah um yeah so i mean this is kind of sums up everything she just kind of starts off saying like you know she was brought here in 91 um her her father abused her mother i think is what she mentions as well um and like kind of just not encouraged to use her own language to not speak her her speak her her language i guess um and like having to you know she talks about having to like translate um for her mother and like i've seen i've seen this um i'm sure you know you know a lot of you have also have seen it when like the younger generation or like the children are like kind of like translating for like their parents like because they're you know new immigrants and things like that and it is difficult i mean you're having to start all over again and learn a whole new language um 
you know, and when they come, you know, for example, when they come here to, to Quebec, to Montreal, to, you know, for here, they have to learn, you know, they learn French first, but um, they're also learning English at the same time, as well as, you know, trying to just kind of maintain and learn everything about their the world that they're in now. So it's, it's a lot to take on, especially for an adult who has to work and do all these other things and doesn't necessarily have the time to learn the language. Um, you know, if they've got kids and family and, you know, whatever else, and they're just working, working, working. Um, so it's it's definitely not, like, necessarily, like, a top priority for them a lot of the time. Um, so, yeah. And that's pretty much it. I think that this is pretty much her story and her struggles and just kind of like sums up like the difficulties of like being an immigrant. Um, I give this a 4.25. Um, I mean, it's not something that I would necessarily listen to all the time, but I think it is like a great message and she tells it very well. All right. So while that's the end of the album, Spotify said there was another one and it was titled Bonus Track, colon, space, yeah. Um, this is hype. It definitely doesn't belong on the album. Yeah, totally that's exactly mean, what I said. I'm like, totally this does not a bonus feel like song. it's But, sounds. like, I'm kind of happy to hear it, right? Because you get that, like, super deeply personal adventure. And then you get some, oh, yeah, she's like a rapper rapper. And mm-hmm. this is like a rap song, like a regular-ass rap song. It's just bar-heavy and, like, yeah. fucking spitting a cappella. Ella got my groove back like Stella type shit. And when she says a cappella, the beat drops. She keeps it going. It's fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Um there were no lyrics for this anywhere that i could find on the internet and i was feeling fucking lazy when i got to this song in terms <laughs> of writing down quotes so the best you're getting out of me because sometimes i take a lot of quotes for y'all but is uh i prepare a hearse for the verse or any mc i can kill the last verse even when it's me Come me up. i don't know what that was but it hurt when you watch Dragon Ball Z and they're building up with the little blast of energy, they yell out, come I'm like, blast that shit out. They know what's up, even if you don't Oh, know. God. <laughs> and then, hot damn, Ruby killed herself on her own track. And the beat, like, kicks back in and just rolls out like that. And the chorus is fucking hype, in my opinion. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just, you know what it is? It's like, after hearing all that emotional shit, it was just flossing and it was ill flossing like mm-hmm. she just she the other song when i said she didn't really sound hard or whatever and it was like girl hard or whatever this is boy hard <laughs> this is that shit that like she's proving she's as mc as any other mc in the way that they do it per se yeah beats a banger 4.5 on five it's a cool song. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was like a really like uh, definitely like an interesting sound, an interesting beat, and like her flows are really cool. But like, yeah, I definitely did not feel like it, it belonged on this album necessarily at all. Um, I gave it a four on five. Fair enough. All right. So I guess that comes to the end of the review. Mm-hmm. Ismail, this was your review. And yep. you asked me to give grades without the skits. So the real album grade with the skits is 4.562 this shit's a classic in my opinion i don't know if it's going to be like a historical classic for everybody everybody in history because that's hard to tell when the album's two years old but of all the albums i've heard on this channel this one approached subjects like immigration coming to america like it's a whole perspective that i never really thought about or heard in the nuance 
Rubia Barra. There's millions of people that have to go through this. Rubia Barra raps her fucking ass off. It skills. Her poetry is insanity. If you're into the thinkity thinkities, I'm not saying the lyrical miracles. I'm saying the thinkity thinkities. You want to get your ponder on. You want to hear some stories that are going to challenge your convictions and shit. I believe this is it, man. This is... This might be the girl we were looking, I was looking for. Like, yeah. I, we've been talking about where's the dope-ass female MC. I mean, she's really cool. Like, I know Remy Martha is a dope-ass female MC, and everybody likes Remy Martha these days, but fuck, Ruby Abada is kicking ass on this shit. Like I said, I did give the grade without the skits. It goes up to a 4.63, so yeah, the skits did hurt it a little bit. I think that does include the bonus track, because if Spotify put it there and I reviewed it, fuck it, it's getting that too, but still... As far as women rappers go, ain't nobody can tell me that Ruby Ibada is not an example of a dope-ass motherfucking female MC. Yeah, for sure. Dope-ass ones. I've seen some videos where guys are like, women can't rap because Cardi B and Nicki Minaj. And I'm like, <laughs> dude. There are other people. There are other women First in the of world. all, everybody should just go, what about Rhapsody? But now everybody should go, what about Rhapsody and Ruby Ibarra? And no name. Fuck, no name can spit her ass off too. Anyway, <laughs> so many dope ass ladies out there, but yeah. I never really heard a Filipino rapper before that I knew was Filipino. So that was like there were so many news on this one, and she was dope. Yep. Um, I gave this a four point three eight on five, so it's eighty seven point six percent. So I mean, that's it, it was really good. I mean, I really liked it, enjoyed this. There wasn't really a song that I was like, Ugh, "This is the worst." Like they were all good, and some just were more exceptional. And yeah, I mean, it's a good album. I think that everybody, I think especially, I, I mean, anybody can go listen to this, and it's going to be great. You're going to enjoy it. But I think that especially if you are an immigrant, go check this out. And, like, you're probably going to, like, you know, be hitting the feels. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a good point. If Yeah, if you are not, especially if you're not a Filipino immigrant, I imagine this is something you could still relate to. Absolutely. E- even because if I think you're going to be dealing with a lot of the same issues and struggles if you're and a, anger. And- if you're a guy watching this, because 99% of you are men, um, according to YouTube analytics, it's not fake numbers. You can check that shit if you have a channel. But for all you dudes watching this, I don't know. Do you, do you find yourself relating to the beauty standard side of it? Like, I know it might be a no homo thing for a lot of people to talk about, but like. I feel like we're past that now. We're not. We should be. We're not. But like, do you guys go through similar things? Like, you have to dress in certain ways like i know this indian dude rocked one of those long ass shirts at work the other day and i just want to be like props man you're actually rocking your culture at the office place that's not shit you see everybody's rocking whatever especially if your culture has stuff that looks like dresses which um, oh and i think they just started as of what like today i think they they banned all like religious symbols oh do we do it yeah well we banned our religious symbols in all, quebec all religious symbols so yep. teachers. Sorry, that's for if in you're in a position of authority in the government thingy. Cops. So teachers. So in theory, unless you're already unless you're already employed, um, like so if you're like a Sikh or if you're like a Jew or whatever, like unless you're already employed, they won't hire you if you are presenting, if you are presented wearing. So yeah, you can't wear a yarmulke, can't wear a hijab, can't have a sheik knife, can't wear a turban. All that shit. Uh, you can't have a cross. 
That's also banned.、Yeah. I mean, they were fair. They also banned the cross, and they even conceded to take down the crucifix in Quebec's. Because the Quebec is a big deal. So Quebec has like its city. Its They're own. They're like, yeah, yeah, but that's history. That's that's not、yeah. a religious symbol. So in like、that's、the、history. I don't know what you call it, but the place where the Quebec version of Canada's parliament goes. House of Commons. Is that what our Quebec one's called? I think so. Anyway, we have a national Quebec Assembly place.、Yeah. It's not national, but they call it that. And in there is a big old crucifix. And as they're passing this law, they're like, "Yeah, yeah, but the cross can stay." We also in Montreal、uh, because it's a mountain.、Um, on top of our mountain is a giant cross that can stay too. <laughs> that, that's lit up, and they're like, "Oh, it can stay." And so they're thinking of putting the words Montreal and using the the cross as a T. So the moral、oh. of the story is. If your religion isn't Christian, go fuck yourself.、Yeah. Welcome to Quebec.、Um, <laughs> no, it gets even deeper because Quebec does. I've read the tourism well, ads. Bit of attention here. But I've read the tourism ads that Quebec puts in other places where they say, "Come to Quebec, we'll respect your religious freedoms." Quebec says it, the official government. But then the other parts of the government are like, "Beep!" I, I, I flipped you off if you're listening to this. <laughs> Not you, but the government. Anyway, special thank、uh, thank you all for being here and watching this. Yeah. I don't know if we're done. I think we're done. I, I think, think we're done. It's it's getting late, and、uh, I hope my neighbors don't hate me.、Um, we really appreciate you watching it. It always blows our mind that people do, and usually people leave comments that convince us that they do. Even if it's only a few of you, you still are the best. Yep. Feel free to leave any comments along the way. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything that we said.、Um, also, special thanks to the patrons: Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Super Old School 1994, Lindell Williams, Jonathan Barnes. They're dope. They support us in more direct、yep. ways. We got a new camera because of them. Oh, and you can also go in.、Um, I've finally created a, an Instagram, so you guys can go and follow me over there at your lady friend Bonnie. And the Patreons are dope because they <laughs> support oh, us. Sorry,、um, I thought you were done. Anyway,、uh, yeah, and if you.、Uh, You、join us there. You can tell us what albums to review, like Ismail did with this review. This was his request,、mm-hmm. so we reviewed it. You can be like Ismail and tell us what to do if you're into that kind of thing.、Um, you also get access to content early when we're on time. We're often not, but that's because we're trying to do a lot. But when we are, you'll get access before everyone else and other cool shit once we think of it. If you're not into that side, you can always hit that subscribe button, or you、mm-hmm. can hit that like button,、mm-hmm. or you can smash that comment section. I, I figured smash is the exciting one, so I throw it on the comments, the most exciting one. But、uh, yeah, on the real, thank y'all for being here. I dropped a project myself recently. If you care, you can check that、uh, on this channel or on Bandcamp or Spotify. It's all in the description. Bonnie has a new Instagram. You can follow her. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all. Peace. Like y'all. Bye. Bye, guys.